Night one of the Democratic National Debates round two. And something that makes me really, really angry. Coming up on the right wing. What's up, everybody? Welcome to back. Welcome back. Welcome to. Welcome back. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> welcome back to the Right Wing Vegan. I'm Scott. And I'm Kelly. And I'm a little off today, Kelly. I'm a little off. Why are you off? Because I stayed Let's... up until 11 o'clock last night watching the debate. So yeah. I'm tired. I'm sleepy. It, it was very, um, it was long, very tiring. They felt long. I, I, I'll start there, I guess, and then I want to get into something else that makes me really angry. So, um... They were. They felt really long. I feel like the appropriate time is two hours. I feel like with two hours, you have enough time to get in a bunch of questions, have some back and forth, and then end it. I feel like three hours is too long. Now, I get that there's 575 people on stage, but three hours is still just too long, in my opinion, for something like that. No, yeah, definitely. I agree. It's just far too long. Yeah, so we're going to get into the Democratic National Debates, round two, part one. Series 7, Volume 6, whatever. Um, <laughs> CNN hosted it. Um, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about all kinds of stuff with it. We'll get into it. Um, but I'm going to get through these plugs real fast so I can talk about something that's got me really angry. So um, you can go online to our website. It's uh, rwvegan.com. There you will find our latest episode along with some other stuff. You can follow us on Twitter, at Vegan Wing. You can see me argue about racism. And then um, you can email the show at rwvegan at uh, gmail.com. I think that's it. Yep, that's it. So that's that's how you get in touch with us. Please do get in touch with us. Please give us a five-star review because we need it because I'm trolling people on Twitter and I have a feeling I'm about to get kicked off. So um, (laughs) definitely do that. Um, We'll never be monetized on YouTube because even if we were to hit like a million, which we never will, but even if we were to hit like a million views, they definitely wouldn't monetize us. Um, so go ahead and please give us a five star review. Talk about how much you like us, all that stuff. Um, very important. Very. So, all right. So I want to get into this cause we don't have a lot of time. Oh, one other thing, one other house cleaning thing. We're going to do two episodes this week. Okay. Today, tonight, we're going to cover the debates night one, the undercard. And then tomorrow night, we're going to cover night two, the main event. So we're going to do the undercard today. And then tomorrow we're going to cover what happens tonight, the main event. I know that's confusing. So yeah, I'm just falling a day behind. Yeah, a day behind because it ends at 11 o'clock and we both work full-time jobs because um, we need to. We need to bring in all that money now before they take it from us. So yes. um, we're just trying to squirrel away a bunch of money. Uh, we need to start using our health care now because uh, I have a feeling they're going to try and take yeah. that away too. So anyways, something that makes me really upset. So okay. What is, what's on your mind? So, um, okay, I don't even know where to start it's with It's a this. lot of noises. So... Okay, Mario Lopez, all right? Do you, you know who Mario Lopez yeah, is? Yeah. Okay, good-looking guy. Yeah, he Actor, is. he was on Saved by the Bell. He was Slater, okay? Now I think he hosts, uh, what is it, Access Hollywood. Okay. okay. So uh, he was on the Candace Owens show, okay? okay. Um, we like Candace Owens yes, a lot. Yes, a lot. Um, he was on her show, and he, okay, so he basically said that it was dangerous for parents to raise children who are as young as three years old as transgender. Yeah. Okay. That's what he said. Um, he said 
I'm kind of blown away. Look, I'm never one to tell anyone how to parent their kids, obviously. And I think if you come from a place of love, you really can't go wrong. But at the same time, my God, if you're three years old and you're saying you're feeling a certain way or you think you're a boy or a girl or whatever the case may be, I just think it's dangerous as a parent to make this determination. Then, well, okay, then you're going to be a boy or a girl, whatever the case may be. It's sort of alarming, and my gosh, I just think about the repercussions later on. When you're a kid, you don't know anything about sexuality yet. You're just a kid. Yeah, I agree with him. Okay. Completely. So, nothing, nothing defaming. No. Nothing inflammatory. Not at all. And to be quite honest with you, an honest assessment of how you parent a three-year-old. Yeah, I mean, every uh, toddler goes through those stages where it's like, I want to be a dinosaur, or, you know, like, you you have a, a kid who never wants to get out of the princess dresses because they think they're a princess. Like, you don't turn them into a princess. Yeah. Well, the tolerant LGBTQ community... Oh, so tolerant. Um, ...was calling for Lopez's head. They what? They were calling for um, Access Hollywood or whatever it is to be canceled, okay? Okay. Uh, Yahoo News, of course, was jumping all over this reporting. Yahoo's garbage. Don't go to their, don't use them. Don't go to their news website. Don't look at anything on Yahoo. They're garbage. They're, they're hot garbage. Um, the Twitter account for something called Human Rights Campaign. Okay, whatever. I think they're the equal sign crap. Anyways, they said that his comments are dangerous and to the safety and the well-being of LGBTQ youth, especially trans children who deserve to be loved and accepted for who they are. Okay, so of course, Mario Lopez, because he's an actor and because he works in Hollywood and I'm sure his job was on the line, among other threats, caves. Of course, he caves. And he says, the comments I made were ignorant and insensitive, and I now have a deeper understanding of how hurtful they were. I have been and always will be an ardent supporter of the LGBTQ community, and I'm going to use this opportunity to better educate myself. Moving forward, I will be more informed and thoughtful. Okay. All right. This, this, this. So, it, it, so he has an opinion. He has a belief. I supported his belief. It's not, it's not, a, it's not a belief. No, I mean his, his opinion it's, on it's it. It's not an opinion. It's fact. Okay. All right. Whatever. What? I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to argue with you. It's a fact that a three-year-old does not know what they want to be. If you think for one second that a three-year-old is cognizant enough to tell you how they want to live their life, what they want to grow up to be, you are absolutely, incredibly insane. I just, I don't understand why, okay, first of all, it's child abuse, all right? I'm just going to come out and say it. I'm not going to hold back anything because I really don't care if they come after me. Matter of fact, I invite them to come after me, okay? I really do. Because I'm not going to hold back. I'm not some famous actor. I have nothing to lose. I will come out and I will tell them how ridiculous they are and how ridiculous this is. So, Kelly, you're a parent. You have a three-year-old, okay? Your three-year-old comes up to you and says, Mom, I, I think, and let's say it's a three-year-old boy. And he comes up to you and he says, Mom, I want to be a girl. I want to be a girl. How do you react to that? Um, you sit down and you tell your son that he's a son. He's a boy. He's not a girl. And you tell him that you can. he can play dress up if he wants with his siblings or if he wants to, to put on a, a dress and go play dress up and make believe and pretend or whatever. That's 
that's fine and that's all in good fun but at the end of the day you are a boy i think at the, you just don't even acknowledge it it's just one of those things where they run up to you and they say i'm a girl and you go oh that's cute yeah, yeah, that's go what you're back, saying. Go back and play. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, go let them play make-believe if they're just having a grand old time and he's playing with his older siblings. And, I mean, it's, it's fine. Because how many three-year-olds walk up to you and say, Mommy, I'm a dinosaur. A lot. Mommy, I'm a, I'm a fire engine. Mommy, know, I'm a train. I know this little girl who is utterly convinced that she's a flamingo. Like, she walks around. She'll, like, every time she stops walking, she props her leg up just like a flamingo. She's convinced she's a flamingo. But I don't see her mom, like, putting her through treatments to make her a flamingo. No, 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 no. And that, that, that to me, is absolutely child abuse. And these people should get their, their kids taken away from them. What? Putting your kid on a hormone treatment. Oh, yeah, absolutely. At, at such a young age. Or even raising your kid as the opposite sex at such a young age. That, that is, you are, you are ruining your child's life. That's what you're doing. Okay? Do you know what the suicide rate is for trans people? Do you people even know that? Do you even care? You don't, right? Just like all the other left, you don't care about if, if raising the minimum wage to $15 an hour cuts 3 million jobs. You don't care because it's more people to suckle off the teat of government. And this is the same thing, isn't it? Because you people have to pretend like there's some sort of, some sort of like crisis out there for freaking gay people and trans people. You have to manufacture this, this, um, this, this maltreatment that's fake. It's all fake, by the way. You have to you have to manufacture this, and just so that you can perpetuate your crap and push your agenda. Probably so that you can make money somehow. Probably so that in forty years you can come back and say gay people and trans people deserve reparations. Give me a freaking break. Tre- tre- raise your freaking kids and stop acting. You know, because Charlize Theron, the actress, she's raising her like three year old as the opposite sex. Because of this, because this is what also, this is what started this whole conversation, because that her son or daughter or whatever the hell it is came up to her and said, "Mom, I'm the opposite sex," and she said, "Okay," and so she's raising the kid that way, and that she should be locked up, she should be thrown in jail for that. Honestly, thrown in jail, and her kid should get taken away from her. I guess really, I should just be glad that when I was little. And I went to my mom and I was convinced I was a boy. And I even straddled the toilet to try and pee like a boy and did all those crazy tomboy things. I'm just glad that my mom didn't be like, oh, well, Kelly, if you're acting like a boy, you're a boy. Let's make you a boy. You were straddling the toilet? I did. I wanted to pee like a boy because I thought it was cool. I mean, it's it's this phase that you go through. As, as kids, like, you want to, to just be something different than what you are. Yeah. Or it, it's, it's fun. It's all make-believe it's make and pretend. Believe. It's make-believe. But I am very much a girl. So, thanks, Mom. Yeah. I mean, I, it's all <laughs> make-believe, right? Like, I carried around a fake gun or a lightsaber, and I, I didn't really... I mean, I thought I was a Jedi in my mind because I was a kid. But it's not like my parents said, all right, well, now we got to raise him as a Jedi because he thinks he's a Jedi. So now he's got the Force, and we got to teach him that he can move rocks with his mind and... All this stuff. It's just, you know what? We, we're just, we're, we're too into this. We're too into this. And now it's starting to affect other people's lives. And and I, I'm a firm believer in your rights extend to to the point to where they start infringing on someone else's is rights, right? So basically the right is until you can throw, you know, you can stick your arm out until it, it, it touches the base of somebody else's nose. And then at that point you're infringing on their rights. And and this is this is a, a weird thing that the left and the Apparently the LGBTQARB, whatever, who cares, community 
is 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 this way too and it's that children apparently aren't things they're not they're not actual living things so they don't have rights you you by raising your kid this way are harming your kid 40% by the way in case you're wondering is the suicide rate i think it's 40% so that's absolutely insane and that's because it's a mental disorder so and sue me i don't care you, you can take all my debt um it's a mental disorder and 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 you know when when you raise your kids this way you're damaging them mentally you're messing with their psyche and you're not even giving them a, an an effing chance and i just think that that's disgusting i think you are disgusting i think the people you anybody who raises their kid that way i think that that you you the lgbtq community for calling for mario lopez's head for saying something logical reasonable sane is disgusting and i and i'm just sick of it i'm sick of living in this world where people say things that are grounded in reality that are based in truth and then the left just members of the left or whatever community who cares comes up and and then just just says you're wrong i have no facts to back up what i'm saying Obviously, a three-year-old can't make that decision. Any sane person will tell you that. But no, 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 no. Because, because what? Because everyone has to believe the way that they believe. But that's not... I mean, that's how the left is. Yeah. If you go against what the left is saying, they will have your head for it until you come around and say whatever it is that they want you to say. Well, That's I just how the left is. We'll never apologize. Okay? I don't care. I will never apologize for this. If I, in 20 years I decide to run for office and CNN is playing this, I'm not going to apologize for it. As a matter of fact, I'm, I promise you right now, I will go on crappy ass, crappy CNN and I will say, I meant every word of what I said right there. I meant every word of it and I'll say it again. I'll double down on it because I'm sick of y'all bullying people. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of you bullying people so that they feed into your freaking delusion. You're freaking delusion, because that's what it is. You're all delusional, okay? Guess what? You're a man. Guess what? You're a woman. That's what you are. I'm not going to play make-believe. I'm not going to pretend like you're not. You are, okay? Look between your legs. What do you see? That's what you need. That's your proof. There is no difference between gender and sex. That's a that's a very modern thought. It's an idea. It's like one of those... Um, theological out there thoughts too. It's not even grounded in any science or base or anything. No, it's sociology. It's, it's, oh, sociology. I know what I'm saying. It's not grounded in science. It's, yeah. it's sociology. It's a sociological thought. Fake. Fake. That's what it get, Go major in sociology and tell me what you're doing in 15 years. I bet you're pumping my gas. Give me a freaking break. So anyways, I'm just disgusted by this because at this point we're harming children now. We're harming children so that people can get, so people can stay in their little safe spaces and I'm just disgusted by it. And you know what? It's time. If you're disgusted by it, let's start taking some action. Let's start fighting back because this is outrageous. We got to, we got to do something about this. These people need to shut, these people need to be shut up. And I'm not saying violence. I'm not preaching that. I know, you know, somebody will tweet me, oh, you violence. I'm not saying violence. I don't want to beat you up. I just want to argue with you and make you see facts. That's what I want to do. I want debate. to shut you down. That's what I want to do. You want to debate. Yeah, these people love shutting us down. Maybe it's time we start shutting you down. I don't know how we'll do it because you have everybody on your freaking side, but we'll try to shut you down. I don't know. Anyways, so that's enough of that. That's enough of that because th this we don't need th this world is crazy. And if you want to see proof of that, you want to see proof of that, you could have turned on CNN last night and you could have suffered through three hours of the Democratic National Debate, round two, part one. 
Oh and, boy. Uh, oh boy. So I'm, I'm going to kick this off by doing something. Okay. I don't know what you got going well, on. Well, here's what I got going on. So we could have talked about this at the end, but I'm going to talk about it now because I want to get into our coverage. But the first night, okay, the first Democratic debate, the first night on NBC and MSNBC drew 15.3 million viewers. Okay. Okay. That's the first night of the first round. Okay. The first night of this second round, 9.2 million viewers. Oh. And that's a, that's a combined number. It's actually 8.7 million viewers. Oh. Okay. That's a, that's a significant decline. All right. So I don't know what if that says anything, but I think it's important to note that less people watch, significantly less people watch this one. Now... This one wasn't on a major network, and the previous one was was on NBC. Yeah. So that could have something to do with it, but it also could be that people are just people are just getting tired of this. Yeah, and it, it's very possible. Or it, it could be too that you had a lot of people tuning in just to be like, uh, what is all this hubbub about? Like, who in the world are these candidates, anyways? Like, lots of conservatives can tune in and, and watch it too, and maybe they're just like, I'll catch the recap on Fox. I was certainly asking that question at the beginning of the debate. Who yeah. in the world are some of these candidates? Yeah, I mean, I have, I still don't know who half of them are. And I don't think I will because they're just going to drop off anyways. But So CNN kicks us off with a video package that makes us look like WrestleMania. They've got like... <laughs> it was each, hilarious. They've got each candidate. They've got some guy doing voiceover like, America's facing the biggest convert, blah, 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 blah. And it was just like, wow, what am I freaking watching? I know, and I wish I actually saw the video package, but I was actually just pulling into the driveway and Scott had the TV on and I could hear it playing through my... Uh, my car speaker and i was i just sat there in my car in the driveway and listened to this package because it was pretty epic they got the dramatic music playing with little pete buttigieg's face on there and it's like and i'm like this is the least exciting man with the most exciting music i've ever heard it it was like the weirdest contradiction of like look at all these white people in suits about to talk for three hours (laughs) yeah and 90 percent of the time they're gonna agree with each other it was like, wow, okay, yeah. thanks, CNN. I really can't wait for this one. Yeah. A little overdramatic there. Yeah, because it didn't live up oh, to that. Oh, my gosh. So then they do the national anthem, and much to my surprise, not one candidate was kneeling. Yes, although they were instructed that they needed to remain standing. Well, you know, you don't want the optics to look bad. These people are going to be the leader of the free nation. Maybe they ought to stand for the playing of the national anthem. Well, you also have to instruct all of them. They need to be putting their hand over their yeah, heart. Yeah, Tim Ryan didn't. He yeah, he didn't. He just, he just stood there with his hands in front of his pants or whatever. I don't know what he was doing. Tim, Tim Ryan has this face that just always looks bored. He always looks confused, and he always looks kind of bored. Like, he's always like, I don't know where I am, but what am I doing here? I don't What did you say? Oh, there it is. <laughs> he's just not even paying attention. He, he's a very Frankenstein-like guy. Tim Ryan of the great state of Ohio, by the way. Oh, really? That's right. Tim Ryan. Right, who, who's the baby face? His name is Tim, right? I don't know. I am getting that right, right? I don't know. I he, guess he's a super tall guy. It doesn't <laughs> matter what his name is because he has no chance of winning. No. Wait, the, who's, who's the baby face guy? Is that Buttigieg? Pete Buttigieg. Okay, well, I have to say, I really loved Pete. how when he uh, was 
had his hand across his heart for the national anthem. He actually tucked his hand inside of his suit jacket to like prop his hand up, like he didn't want to hold it there. Maybe he was. And I just, thought it was pretty awesome. Maybe he was checking to make sure he wasn't like sweating through his suit. Oh, <laughs> just no, like, he had let right me just there. hold my hand, just right there in my suit, nestled in my little suit, <laughs> nestle it. Bernie was thinking, "What? What am I doing? Why am I singing this awful song about this awful country that I hate so much?" Yeah, that's what that's what Bernie was thinking. So the theme of the night, okay, the theme of the night was established pretty early on, as the candidates were given their little intros, and you had the the lefties up there, the far far lefties up there, going, "Ah, America sucks, and socialism's great, and we should give everything away for free, and black people should get free money, and blah 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 blah." And then you had some people actually going, "Whoa, crazy people, let's take a step back. We're gonna lose the election if we keep up all this nonsense." And I was a little like, wow, all right. Yeah, so, it was Delaney that did a lot of that. It was Delaney that I and noticed. Bullock. Yeah. They really were uh, trying to get the other candidates to rang it in a little bit because they know like they're going to lose this if they just stay so far left. There's but... two things there's two things they know. They know A that Donald Trump is definitely gonna win if the left is running on these policies. Oh yeah, absolutely. And B, they know that they have to differentiate themselves if they stand a chance because these are the no names, these are the nobodies, these are the people that if you would have asked me, I wouldn't have been able to tell you who they were. As a matter of fact, Montana didn't know. They had to Google Bullock who's their governor. They didn't know who he was. He's the governor. And they didn't even know who he was. So that either says something about the intelligence of people in Montana, or it says something about Bullock, who's never in a state, apparently. I think it says something about Bullock. <laughs> it is Bullock, right? I think it's You know Bullock. why I have to keep asking it is this person's name? Because no one knows who in the heck these people are. There's Steve Bullock. Too many of them. Steve Bullock. Look at this picture of him. Oh, that's a great looks like picture. He's, uh, selling coffee. He does. Anyways, you he can't looks see like this a Montanan. Picture. You can't Is see it this picture. Mon- yeah, he's from Montana. No, but it, he looks like a someone from Montana. Like he looks like the face of Montana. I agree. In this picture, in that picture, does. in yeah. the debate last night, I don't. But anyways, they were coming after Warren and Bernie, and it was great. What I what I what I was uh, a little surprised about is. Uh, Warren and Bernie kind of had this partnership throughout the night. They didn't really go after each other. They, it was almost like they were standing up to defend socialism. That was their big thing. We got to defend these crazy ideas. Um, so that's kind of what they did. And I feel like that's um, probably not the right tactic for either. No, of they them. should just link arms next time and do a little jig. Like they sing can. Kumbaya. I mean, Bernie might, it might hurt Bernie. Like he could just pass out on stage. But. I mean, yeah, I mean, they're basically the same person. I wouldn't want to put my arms anywhere near Bernie Sanders because he is a lunatic. He was going crazy he all night, is. screaming and hollering and yelling and throwing his hands up, so mad at the world. But, you know, he reminds me of that, like, old, because what he is, he's like that old, angry Jewish guy that just has to shout. And what is that that show? Um, Seinfeld, the guy on Seinfeld. What's his name? The 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 owner, the baseball owner. Uh, George Steinbrenner. Yes, him. Every time I hear Bernie Sanders' voice, that's yeah, who I think of. I think David. of Seinfeld. He's Larry David. And he <laughs> yes. is. And I'm just expecting George Costanza to walk up and go, Costanza! Yes! I hate this government! <laughs> Capitalism is terrible! <laughs> like, I'm waiting for the episode to begin, but it's just not happening. There, there's an episode where he... He because he wants to get Cuban players that he jokes about or he uh, talks about embracing communism. And oh, it's funny because that's like what 
Bernie does, you know. <laughs> That's awesome. He reminds me of Statler and Waldorf, who are the old guys on the Muppets. They're the old uh, guys who sit up on the balcony, and they just, they're old and bitter, and they, they kind of, that's who he reminds yeah, me of. Yeah, I have no that. idea who those are, yeah, who they are. these guys, these old guys. Oh, um, okay, yeah. And uh, they just kind of complain, and, and that's that's what Bernie reminds me of, right? He's, he's just like um, the old man that can't help but just complain and moan about everything. No, he doesn't what, moan, he yells. That's what Bernie is. He's just <laughs> screaming and hollering. He's hollering so much that Tim Ryan at one point says has to be the funniest line in his life he basically says you don't have to yell like come yeah. at bernie because bernie's like, up there screaming about everything oh, i can't believe the government won't give everybody healthcare. this is outrageous blah, 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 blah. cussing and hollering and hooting and i wrote the damn bill yeah he blah, did blah, 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 he blah, did blah, cuss blah. on national tv well who cares i, I mean, know but but it's just funny and of course they're all to all the the people in the crowd are cheering every crazy thing that him and elizabeth warren says elizabeth warren pocahontas She's out there uh, hollering and hooting about um, some friend she made or something. I don't know. She got really mad at one point because she was trying to tell this fake made-up story about some fake made-up friend that she has. Oh, yeah. Uh, something about health care. She's like, my friend Julie, my best friend I ever met. Best friend ever. Met her last week down in Wyoming. She's my best friend. And she's suffering Time. with this thing. And they just <laughs> shut her down. Time. And she's like, this is so important. No, no I, I have to finish my story. Man, I'm getting loud. I can see the spikes. Uh, I hope you don't have this up too loud. Anyways. So that's 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 kind of Bernie and, and Warren kind of had this partnership, and then you had the the, the less left people less left. I don't want to call them moderates. You had the less left people kind of hitting them and, and, and hitting them in ways that I'm like, yeah, like get them, like get them, Delaney, because they don't make sense. And these policies aren't policies; they're just up their ideas, stuff from outer space. Anytime they were pressed with anything, like how are you going to pay for that? And they weren't pressed very hard, but anytime they were pressed. It was, you know, they just would deflect. Like uh, Elizabeth Warren at one point was asked if she would tax the uh, middle class to pay for her free health care. And uh, she deflected. She said, well, I'm going to I'm going to tax the rich. And and, uh, you know, you, but but your total cost will go down. What does that mean? Your total cost will go down. I have no idea what in the world she meant by that because it, it doesn't make any sense at all. I can but tell you. what was really interesting is she made some comment about how you could keep your first fifty million dollars, okay? But then when you get fifty million and one dollar, that if we take two cents from that dollar. You're going to be able to pay for this whole long Christmas list of programs. She did of programs. go on about that two and cents. She, she, she went, she listed like 20 different things that she could do. One of them was like canceling student loan debt, which that itself is ridiculously expensive, and paying for health care, and, and all. I don't even know. Like she listed this giant long spiel of, of, of things. And, but with two cents. I'm like, wow, what, what two cents are, is paying for this? Like, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, she's talking about two cents of every dollar over $50 million. But the uh, the funny thing is, is that Delaney is one of those guys. So Delaney, yeah. Delaney's worth like $65 million or something like that. And they... Um, they asked him, they asked him during the, the debate, they said, how do you feel about Elizabeth Warren's 75% tax on, on anything over $50 million? And as they're asking him this question, she's just sitting there and she's standing there and she's rubbing her hands together. 
She just can't wait to take this man's money. She's she, ready. She cannot wait to steal what this man has worked so hard for in his life. I mean, I don't know Delaney, and I don't know if he worked hard, but I'm going to assume he did. He, he, he's a very wealthy man, and she's just rubbing those greedy little hands together, isn't she? Like, I can't wait to get my hands on your hard-earned money so that I can give it to all these people who won't work. I can't wait. I just can't wait to make all these people suckle off the teat of the government because that's how I get ultimate power. But see, and then at the same time, I'm confused by this because if you say you want to do a 75% tax rate on these guys, okay, but yet you're telling them they can keep their first 50 million, mm -hmm. but we're only going to take two cents of every dollar after 50 million, they're keeping 98% of their money. Okay, like that doesn't make any sense well, to me. Well, the How problem, you... what, what you're doing wrong here is you're trying to find logic in what they said. Yeah, that's probably a mistake. Yeah, yeah the reality <laughs> the reality is they don't, they don't have any actual backing of anything that like like if I say, "Oh no, 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 no. I'm not going to tax the middle class." What that really means is I'm going to tax the f out of the middle class. Yeah. Like I I'm I'm definitely going to tax yeah. you more. And she was pressed after the debate by Chris Wallace of all people, who's the lefty of the leftist reporters ever. Um, and even he pressed her a little bit and she just wouldn't answer it. She just kept going, no, Chris, what we're talking about is the total cost. And he's like, no, I'm talking about, you're going to raise taxes in the middle class. And she's like, no, the total cost will go down. And I don't think that's even true because you and I, regardless of how much this costs, we have pretty darn good insurance and, and, uh, I don't think our total cost is going to go down, but I do think our taxes are going to go up. Yeah. I mean, and if anything, our insurance had it significantly jumped in cost by paycheck when the Obamacare things came out. Like, when that whole whole thing started, of course, me the, all the medical companies have to recoup their costs. So, our premiums that we pay every month went up, which, yeah. which is terrible. Our coverage stayed the same, but our cost went up. So, it's like we may not be paying more in taxes at that point in time, but we're definitely paying more out of pocket for it. Yeah, and, and uh, Delaney hit her, hit her and Bernie big time on this um, by basically saying, look, you know, we don't have to, and again, I don't agree with Delaney. I still think he's a loon too, but he is, but he he's made less some good loony. points last night, and I'm going to give him credit for it. He said, you know, listen, you guys are talking about making these people give up their private plan, making it illegal for them to, to, to keep their private plan. And then they're both like, no, we're not. And actually they are. If you read the bill that they're proposing, it does actually do that. Um, but then he also hit him back saying like, listen, these union workers, you know, their unions negotiate for these medical benefits that are pretty great. Like you're going to tell these union workers who, who've been the backbone of the Democratic Party for all these years, that they got to give up this insurance that their unions fought so hard for? And, of course, Bernie and Warren are like, yes, basically, we yeah. are. Bernie's like, I know unions better than you, son, and no, you don't. Well, and it's like no, The other thing, don't. too, is like to be a part of a union, you pay union dues. So not only are you paying into this union to get you better health insurance, and you've gotten that better health insurance – and you're paying into it. But now, if you strip that health insurance away, what are they paying into? Well, like, their money's just down the drain. It's typically the only thing a union can do is get you better insurance. They can also argue for pay, but that doesn't typically work out so well. No, because um, if there's it's not usually, in the budget, it's not in the budget. It's usually benefits that get improved. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that that's an interesting take. That's an interesting stance. And, and um, I'll be interested to see how long-term that works out for people like Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren if they stay in the race. Because that's just... Uh that's that's not a good take. So then we we uh, we talked about immigration a little bit. Of course, they all want to 
decriminalize the border. They just no, want to make not, it. Not everybody. Not everybody, but a lot of them want to decriminalize the border. Beto wants to just welcome everybody in with with open arms and give them a big hug and then throw a big giant check at them. And, and then uh, they were pressed a little bit on this issue by saying, listen, if we're giving everybody free health care, isn't that going to – and we're decriminalizing immigration – isn't that just going to have people flood in the gates? And, of course, they have avoided that. Bernie avoids that question like somebody threw a dodgeball at him, and he just ducks out of the way, and then he starts talking about how Trump's a racist and blah, blah, blah. Um, so, again, you know, and, and we can't expect the moderators to press them because you've got Democrats on the panel. Don Lemon is, we, you know, maybe now is a good time to talk about this idiot. Uh, Don Lemon asked, I think it was Amy Klobuchar, um, who, by the way, Amy Klobuchar is like, the nothingest of nothing. Like I, she just might as well drop out tonight, but um, he hits her with a question that was so stupid. It was like the dumbest question I've ever heard anybody ask anybody. And this is a presidential debate. This isn't fun time. This is some dumb show. This is on CNN that no one watches. This is a presidential debate. And this idiot, this freaking racist idiot, race baiting crap hole <laughs> is out there saying, you know, he asked, he literally asked, what do you say to voters who prioritize the economy over Trump's bigotry? That was the question. Just think about that for a second. It's the, the dumbest question it's I've ever heard. It's a biased question. It's absolutely ridiculous. It's the moderator calling Trump a bigot. It's so expressing his opinion right there. He might as well have just got up from the desk, took his little mic off, walked up to the podium and stood behind it because he that's. I, I can't even that infuriates me because these people are supposed to be neutral and obviously they aren't. They're not neutral. OK, but at least the other two were hitting them with like semi good questions. Yeah, I mean, I'll definitely give the other two props for that, because like right off the bat, it was like they were trying to actually make a debate happen. Whereas when it was M on MSNBC, it was just like lobbing these soft questions at them where this actually felt more like a debate. And I feel like the the moderators were somewhat behind that like being rigorous with time constraints and and actually sticking to debate rules but so i guess we're treating don lemon like a journalist so i guess if if we're treating him like a, a journalist then it, the democrats by the way refuse to to debate on fox news so fox news isn't showing any of their debates because they don't want to be on fox because they don't like opposing thought um so they refuse to be to be on fox um, but if they were, that would be like putting Sean Hannity or Tucker Carlson on the panel. Like <laughs> that would be pretty awesome. <laughs> clearly, you're not. Gonna, it would be awesome, but clearly, you're not going to do that. No, you're not. You're going to have someone that is more liberal and someone that's more conservative. No, you're and, not. And, and you're, that's not. You don't want that. You want somebody who's in the middle. You want Brett Bear. You want Brett Bear, who's neutral and just reports the news. I do like Brett Bear. That's what I'm saying. He just reports the news. He's yeah. a straight man, and that's what you want. You want a straight man. You don't. Well, I'm want sure him. he has his own political leanings but as he well. Doesn't, but, but he yeah. doesn't express them or let them influence his journalism. That's true. Don Lemon does. He constantly calls Trump a racist. He constantly talks about how Trump's a bigot. He wants Trump out of office. Yeah. Any one of those buffoons that were on stage is a better choice to Don Lemon than Donald Trump. Yeah. Not to the American people, but to Don Lemon. So, anyways, they they talked about decriminalizing. Uh, illegals uh what do you think of that what do you think about decriminalizing making something legal that is illegal um by I think its very it's, nature it's a bad idea mm -hmm. um i also thought it was interesting that you had some of the candidates almost backpedaling their previous response um oh, like Buttigieg. yes because when they were 
they even, one of the moderators even brought this up about like, hey, you raised your hand saying that you would decriminalize this or I forget exactly what the question was or, but he raised his hand and now he was backpedaling and saying, well, it's really not that great of an idea. Mm-hmm. So you did have a lot of this backpedal from some of the candidates, which is, it almost makes me feel like they're realizing they can't be so far out there and expect to get public support. Um, but all in all, the idea of decriminalizing illegal activity is, um, I don't even know how to describe it other than saying that that is wrong. <laughs> it's just not something that should happen. Yeah, Buttigieg was still out there. I mean, let's let's be honest. He no, was, I know. He, he was. He said it was unchristian to uh, to not want a, a minimum wage of $15. I don't, yeah, I don't know where true. in the Bible it, it says that we uh, we need the $15 wage. He did quote scripture. I don't know that he's ever read scripture. He certainly doesn't live his life by scripture. But um, it's interesting that he would try and throw the Bible in people's face, uh, particularly for that. Well, especially because he's trying to do it with the Democratic Party when a lot of Democrats are don't believe in God or they're atheist or they have no sense of Christian values well, whatsoever. He, used it, he didn't, he used it as a mockery, right? Um, well, yeah, cause he was saying that, that all of the conservative Christians are against this. Those crazy conservatives. Oh my gosh. And they're wanting to save money and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, so the CBO, let's talk about this $15 minimum wage. So the CBO, argued that uh, it would cut 1.3 million jobs. What's the CBO? The CBO is the Congressional Budget Office. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, Congressional yeah. Budget Office. The, yeah, they they said that it would, uh, they'd have to, businesses would cut $1.3 million if we raise the minimum wage to, or 1.3 million jobs if we raise the minimum wage to $15 an hour. So all of those jobs that President Trump worked so hard to put into place would now be taken away by raising this minimum wage. Well, yeah, it, well, it would just basically be like I'm McDonald's and I can have machines. We maybe we even talked about this. Yeah, we did the, the kiosks. Yeah, and and that's what it is. So they're up there arguing for we need fifteen dollar minimum wage, and I think they know that like, I think they know that doing that would would force businesses to to shut down or to get rid of people. I don't think they do though. No, I think they know. I think they want that. I think they want that because that's more people that will will rely on their government-run programs. And then take more money from the government, making the government go into debt even further. Yeah, but they don't care about the debt. Yeah, that's true. Then we to come, them, then we to become Venezuela. <laughs> yeah, but they don't see that. To them, it's they want power. And yeah. the way you get power is you force people to rely on the government for everything. Yeah. So that's, that's what they want. They want that. Um, I don't know if they really think it's better for the country or if they just hate the country and they want to topple it. But I, I do know that they want that. They want power, and they want you to rely on them for everything. And that, that was very evident in the debate. Um, very evident. Yeah, they want you to rely on them for everything. They kept bringing up the economy, which is funny to me, because the economy is, like, the one thing that, like, you really can't run on. Like No, and it's not something that you can argue against either. Like, the economy is the economy. And it's booming. Yeah, and, and, and that's all statistical evidence. It's all tracked. It's all right there for all of us to hoping, look at. They're hoping you won't. Yeah, but I mean, but it's right there. It's in front of your face. Like, you look, you go to Times or New York Square, Times Square, yeah. whatever it is, and it's right there on the 
yeah, screens. And, like you can see what the Dow is yep. at. Their argument is that helps the rich people, but it doesn't help any of the poor no, it people. It helps everybody. A yeah. good economy helps everybody. It does. It does. And what helps people is the unemployment rate being as low as it is. Yeah, because okay? people are employed. Basically, they have jobs. Everyone has a job right now. And um, this idea, by the way, that like people are out there working two to three jobs or teachers are out there working two to three jobs, it's like 1% or something. It's like really low percentage of people who have to have two to three jobs. It's like really low. I mean, I know a lot of teachers that have jobs during the summer. Well, that's just because they get bored. Yeah, fill their time. And well, in that, and they're they're paid for nine months of work throughout a, a 12-month calendar year. So I, I get why they would want a second job, but... It's not, but it's not a, it's not a necessity. No, it's not. It's not a necessity. It's, it is what it is. I mean, half the time, these people that work two to three jobs, it's because they're actually just really bad with money. It's not because they're not getting paid enough. It's because they don't know how to budget. Yeah. They've racked up tons of of credit card debt and all the stuff they can't make ends meet because they have all these expensive bills that they have to pay. Well, they're making a good living wage, but they can't afford to pay all their bills that they've racked well, that's, up. That's so. another thing that, you know, they came out and they're talking about throwing money at the education system and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, that's stupid because to be honest, like, because, you know, the stu- they want to cancel all student debt, or at least some of them do. Um, it's just the problem with that is, is that you, you can't, A, we can't afford it. Again, ask them where they're going to pay for this, and they, they'll tell you, well, the rich are going to pay for it. No, they're not. That's like <laughs> that, Mexico that, that paying for cents. the damn wall. It's not going to happen. Um, you know, They're not going to pay for it, and we're going to pay for it, right? And the deficit, the debt is already incredibly ridiculous, and we're going to fall, man, because at some point our credit's going to go down. We're not going to be able to get more money, and then we're not going to be able to fund these things, and then people are going to be killing each other for bread. And that, that's that's – I mean, we just keep – funneling things into this debt and doing this stuff and it's just stupid it's It's almost like they want to just wake up one morning and just delete all debt and just start over fresh brand new zero debt for everything zero debt for the the country for every person walking on the earth it just doesn't like it's not sunshine and rainbows you can't do that that money is owed to someone for something yeah if only the world worked that way right so um is there anything else I even want to say about that? Oh, Marianne Williamson. We should talk about her. Uh, she was like, um, she was interesting because she comes out and she doesn't have any policies either or any of that stuff. But she's out here talking like a demigod. Just out here talking about dark forces and Trump's a dark force and we need to fight this dark force. And what was interesting was she, she spouts off nonsense, okay? But let's be honest. Everyone on that stage is spouting off nonsense. Okay? Yeah, they are. They're all spouting off nonsense and you got... Bernie and Elizabeth who've completely run off the cliff and they're so far left that they're off the planet and you got Delaney and them trying to pull them back a little bit like you guys need to come back a little bit you're hanging off the edge look look down look down there's no ground under your feet and they're like no you guys should come up here with us it's fun up here and Marianne Williamson is just off on her own cloud and she's talking about dark forces and doing her thing and she speaks with this um weird accent She's, i can't even describe yeah, it she has the weird accent but the way she enunciates and says her words she knows which words to add emphasis to she knows how to talk because she talks for a living so she knows how to talk and what was funny about marianne williamson and i'm going to say this and, and i'm going to spin us off into another conversation but um 
she really got so at the beginning of the night you know whatever she's a she's an idiot nobody comes after her. well she's she's what she is nobody comes after her and then the crowd starts cheering more and more at what she says and then by the end of the night she's getting the most applause out of anybody i mean they're going nuts for everything this 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 crazy's saying and they just they're eating that they're lapping this stuff up because it's all rhetoric and we live in the world right now where rhetoric is way more important than plans and actions and any of that you know that that's what trump was in 2016 right trump didn't have very many plans he had a lot of rhetoric and but his rhetoric was america's great america's the best we, we need to act like america's the best liberty over everything and people really fell into that people really got into that because yeah. you know that's at our heart you know conservatives are patriots and that's at our heart that spoke to us and Marianne Williamson's the opposite she's Trump on their side because she's out here talking about dark forces and spirits and feelings and all this stuff and that's what the left kind of they, they're all emotional they, they they plan on emotion they act on emotion um, conservatives are logical thinkers and, and liberals are emotional thinkers yeah and so she's out there doing this I, I, I want to have a little conversation with you so obviously she's a joke uh-huh. but she was the most Googled candidate in the majority of states, except Montana, because they were trying to figure out who their governor was. <laughs> but everyone else was um, was Googling Marianne Williamson in every state. I see her picking up some ground here out of this debate. I, I think she comes out of this debate actually as one of the winners, because I think she's going to pick up some ground and she's going to stay in the race. She's going to her fundraising is going to go up. She's going to make enough money to stay in these debates. I I. And I'm well, telling I mean, you, I'm, I'm telling you. I mean, it's like people want to see the crazy woman say more crazy things. But that's people on the right. I'm thinking people are actually buying into these crazy things. I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, do you know Seth Mc, McFarlane? McFarlane? Yeah, I know who he is. Wait, why do you roll your eyes? Because he's a dumb comedian. Oh, well, he made, a, he made a joke, and he said that Marianne Williamson was one of the most convincing androids he's ever seen. She's just like a little robot. <laughs> I, think, I think she's a, a demagogue. I think she's, um, she's, she's really great at spitting rhetoric. She knows how to elicit emotion from people and get them fired up and get, the, and get them into what she's saying. And in that way, she's dangerous. Well, I mean, she, she is a writer for a living. Yeah. She's a spiritual guru thing Yeah, so is our Ron Hubbard. I know, and he's extremely dangerous. Well, he was. He's dead. Well, yeah, whatever. I mean, I don't think Scientologists think he's dead. I think they, they think he's on the planet Xenu, but Oh, yeah, that's dead. true, with the um, rocket ship or whatever. whatever. But, but, like, she just has this way that she can just string words together and just captivate an audience. She says all the right things to to get people who really believe in she and fear, whatever, you know, and, and I think people, like, she's a joke right now because she's funny because she's so, like, goofy but it's like a charming goofy in a way that like she's funny. I don't know, but that accent just gets me. Like I all, just struggle so hard to understand. It's her. all the same things that people said about Trump. No, I know. That's this is the exact same thing. And I remember like when Trump was being controversial, I knew he was going to win. But this is the same stuff. Like Trump doesn't have a chance. Trump is just a goof. People are just laughing at him. He's a goof. He comes out and he says all these crazy things. Nobody really believes that stuff. And then he ended up winning the nomination. Now, I'm not saying Marianne Williamson is is going to win. She's not. But what she's going to do is she's she's kind of creating the blueprint for one of these other buffoons to follow. And I feel like if they can if they can channel that type of like um, that, that the, the ability to get up there, 
Obama had it. That's why Obama won. He didn't win because of his policies. He won because he was a black guy who could talk like a demagogue who was up there, you know, tr- talking about unifying the country and saying all these feel good things. And it got people really into him. He was well spoken. He knew how to take a crowd. He had that ability. That's why Trump won. He knew how to take a crowd. And uh, all those years in wrestling, he learned how to cut a promo. Can you believe it? And uh, <laughs> he, he knew how to take a crowd. And, and it's the same thing with Marianne Williamson. Because, that, again, by the end of the night, that crowd was pretty behind her. Oh, yeah, they were loving her. And if she keeps this up and she can get the media attention, she can get out there, she can get her face out there. She doesn't need policy. The American people, the average voter doesn't care about policy. They think Trump's a racist and a bigot and he's out here talking about he hates black people and women and blah, blah, blah. That's all they care about. So if Marianne Williamson is the opposite of Trump and she's out here going, I just love everybody. We should channel love. Love is the best thing. Love can fight all. People actually believe that crap. And I think that 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 will resonate with people who are on the left and who want to stare at the sun for 15 hours so that they can draw energy from it. Like, I feel like that crowd, these people that are talking about invading Area 51, they're the ones who are going to vote for Marianne Williamson. Can you imagine a Marianne Williamson Trump 2020? Can you imagine that? I can, and I'm going to give Marianne Williamson money so that I can hopefully see it. Because that's a pay-per-view event that I'm willing to pay for. Oh, my gosh. That would be amazing. Like, I can see President Trump just standing there looking at her like, what is happening so over the real, there? The real, the real fear is not her. I'm not afraid of her. I don't think she could beat Trump. The no, I don't The fear is that one of these other candidates start to channel that. And I saw Elizabeth Warren doing a little bit of that last night. I saw her doing a little bit of that, kind of just saying nonsense, but saying it in a way that it gets people fired up and... You know, you say all these fluff words. If you notice this, you can always tell the poli- the polished politicians because they can say all this fluff that has absolutely zero substance behind it, but it gets people kind of pumped up. It's like she can, what was the line she delivered last night that got the crowd just roaring because they, they weren't cheering for the logical people. They were cheering for all the nonsense. And she said something about like, I don't know why you, you go through the trouble of running for president if you're just going to come up here and say all the things we can't do. Uh, and then everybody went nuts. Yeah, yeah. F you. Who, Elizabeth Warren? Yeah, she said that. F you, Delaney. F you, all you people who are making sense. We don't make sense. We're the Democrats. Yeah, she had some comment about how, like, you're not Democratic enough to be up here on the stage. Yeah, let or... the Republicans talk not logic. Let them talk about real life. We're all trans people. We're all living in a delusional land where we're pirates and space people and women and men and whatever we want to be. And that's that's what it was. And um, interestingly enough, too, it was ridiculous how like how much of that there was last night. But then also the, the people go nuts for this stuff. That that audience, that's what they want. They want the nonsense. I don't yeah. know. They want the crazy. I'm a little more worried than other pundits. I'm a little more worried because you're I, a pundit. We are pundits. <laughs> that's true. I'm a little more worried about it because I. Like, it was with the Trump thing, right? Like, the same stuff. Everybody came out and said, Trump doesn't have a chance. Trump doesn't have a chance. And then he won. And yeah. then all the pundits were like, oh. And now the tri- pundits are out there going, Democrats don't have a chance. Trump's already won. Blah, 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 blah. And it's like, I don't know, man. I'm feeling a little worried. You're feeling a little Marianne Williamson. She, well, I don't think she worried me. But, <laughs> like, Bernie. Well, not Bernie so much. The thing is, Bernie and Elizabeth and pretty much all of them are polling pretty far behind Biden. And Biden's going to shift so far to the middle when he actually gets the nomination. It's not going to be like anybody who's listening to Biden right now. This is not the Joe Biden you're going to get in 12 months. 
No. You're going to have old moderate Joe out there going, we need to unify. We need to bring everybody together. I'm not going to do any of this crazy stuff. I know I said that 12 months ago, but that was yeah. me trying to win my primary. Man, I, I want to see how Joe Biden fares tonight. Joe Biden is Hillary Clinton. So he's the old standard, right? He's the old standard, you know, throne holder of the DNC. And we'll see because they're all shifting. The Tom Perez, who's the chairman of the DNC, he was out there before uh, before the debates kicked off talking about how much they love Al Sharpton, who is just a real piece of crap and a uh, race baiting piece of crap who likes to make money off of uh, race race. Um, yeah. What does he do for a living? He's a reverend. Wait, so reverends make that much money? Well, some reverends. Oh, obviously. Is he a TV reverend? No, he's just what he's a huckster. He's like uh, one of those guys that chase ambulances. Uh, except he does it with race incidents so okay so something happens he's He's flying yeah he swoops in and he gets them all fired up and then they pay him they pay him and then he leaves and goes to the next thing and he's like screw you i'm leaving money's over here that's and him and trump are in a real funny war because they're like um they're arguing with each other but then they keep showing pictures of them with the other so it's almost like you're a real racist but we used to be friends and then Trump's like, you're a real piece of crap who goes and just tries to get money from people. But we used to be friends. It's like <laughs> weird. Hilarious. It's like this weird, like, I don't know, like <laughs> they're talking about how much they used to associate with each other. But then they're talking about how big of a piece of crap the other one is. Well, it's I wonder, I wonder if, if Al Sharpton thought that he was a racist when he was best friends with him. Or taking money from him. Yeah. How about uh, Kamala Harris? I always say her name wrong. Kam- it K- Kamala. It's Kamala. Kamala, Kamala. It's not Kamala. It's Kamala. Kamala, Kamala Harris. Uh, it came out today that she actually took $6,000 from Donald Trump. What? Yeah, to Wait. one of her campaigns a long time ago. So Donald Wait. Trump used to be a Democrat. Donald ah. Trump's a businessman. He's going to give money to anybody who will make Wait, it when, easier when for him to When did he make this switch, this political I, I switch? When, when he ran. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. He, I don't, be I don't, a look, Democratic wrestling fan? I don't have time to talk about that. I don't know what Trump is, okay? What I know is he's doing a good job, and that's all I care about. Yes, so, he is. He's a business Anyways, man. then we got all the racism talk. Racism, 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 racism. All white people are racist, and we hate them, and black people deserve free money. That's basically what it boils down to. So I'm going to ask you, because we're 52 minutes in, and we got to wrap this up so that we can get ready and prep for night two, which is the real main event. I'm going to ask you, who do you think won this debate? Uh, I still think President Trump won. Well, okay. <laughs> Let, who won the debate that was actually there? Um, I, that's hard to say, but I, I don't know. I have no idea. I, a lot of people are saying Elizabeth Warren, and I'm going to say I would agree with that, except for the fact that she needs to separate herself from Bernie, because right now they're stealing each other's votes, and if they stay in it, which I think both of them will, they have no chance of being the nominee. Y- your, your girl, uh, Alyssa Milano from last week, talk was uh spouting her endorsement of elizabeth warren but oh, that was pretty oh, fun i'm sure everyone really cares i'm sure everyone really cares about who Alyssa milano uh is gonna vote for i know all right so so everybody go vote for uh elizabeth warren um because Alyssa milano who definitely doesn't make over 50 million dollars a year is going to uh yeah she looks incredibly presidential <laughs> That's what Alyssa Milano said. Yeah. I love Ad E. Warren so very much. She's looking incredibly presidential. Yeah, I disagree. Yeah, I did too. I disagree. Uh, I think that she did not. She has no substance to any of what she's saying. And the American people don't want um they they don't want that. They don't want they don't want these these ideas. And and Hollywood can say whatever they want. Nobody gives a nobody gives a, a darn what Hollywood thinks. So 
There is that. Go make your movies, clown. Go dance on stage, clown. That's your, your freaking job. So go out there and, and dance. Dance for us, clown, because that's what you do. Um, actually, Alyssa Milano doesn't do that because she doesn't act anymore because she's not a good actress and nobody wants to hire her for anything. So. Nope, she's a TV host now. And she hosts a show that 14 people watch, and they're all probably three-year-old trans kids. So Hey. Let's move on. I'm not a three-year-old trans kid. Yeah, you shouldn't watch that trash. All right, no, let's move on. Uh, what channel is that on? Bravo or Lifetime no, Bravo. You don't even know. Bravo, exactly. I don't know. No don't one know. knows because no one watches it because Alyssa Milano's trash. All right. So, and doesn't she not even host the main one? She hosts like the... The, the spinoff. Yeah, yeah, the spinoff. She's not even good enough for the main <laughs> show. Okay, Alyssa Milano. I think I'm a better actor than she is an actress. I feel like I have more acting credits than Melissa Milano because I did high school plays. So I'm definitely a more trained actor than uh, Melissa Milano. Anyways, um, half the people listening are like, who again? Who's Melissa Milano? Does she have a restaurant or something? Okay, so um, I think that I don't know who won. My I would say that the American people lost. I would say that Elizabeth Warren probably won. But I think Marianne Williamson is dangerous, and I think she could steal this from them, and I'm going to give her 50 bucks as soon as we end this podcast. There you go. So, night two is tonight. Night two, round two, CNN tonight, the main event. What are you looking forward to tonight? Um, I'm really looking forward to see how old uh, Sleepy Uncle Joe fares during this, because I feel like he's uh, kind of out there in a land of extremely liberal liberals. He's going to get hit a lot. Uh, Kamala, Kamala, I did it again. <laughs> Kamala Harris is uh, is going to come after him. Cory Booker is going to come after him. They're probably going to team up to go after him. Oh, yeah. Um, so Joe's going to have to pick himself up off the ground. I expect to hear a lot about racism tonight. I expect to hear a lot about how white people are bad. Um, I expect to hear more of some of what we heard yesterday. And I'm hoping that we have some people tonight who shine, who aren't uh, maybe popular people, the no names. Um I have a favorite in this race, but I'm going to save that, and I'm going to talk about that tomorrow. That's what I got. Sounds good. All right, so we're going to leave it here. Um, again, go to our website, rwvegan.com. Follow us on Twitter, at veganwing, and uh, do these stuff. Email the show, rwvegan at gmail.com. Tell us about things. Talk to me about racism, because everybody else seems to want to right now. Um, so that's that. That's it. All right, thank you very much, everybody. We will talk to you again tomorrow. Bye.